Hey everyone, this is Jamie Bateman. Real quickly, I wanted to share with you something uh, that's been pivotal in the growth and success of my businesses, and that is my partnership with Haven Financial Services. Um, I've been working with Haven for over a year now. Christine Valdez was on episode 70 of this podcast. So go check that out if you want to hear her story. It was a fantastic personal story for sure. But Haven has been awesome. They provide me with monthly reports that are super clear and discernible. And it, that provides me with clarity and focus so that I can do what I do best, which is running my businesses, not preparing financial reports. Um, again, if you're in the market for a top-notch financial service company, uh, or if you just want to check one out, go to www.jamiebateman slash Haven and check out Haven Financial Services. Again, that's jamiebateman slash Haven. I uh, can't recommend them enough. Christine and her team have been fantastic. So I definitely recommend you check out Haven Financial Services at www.jamiebateman forward slash Haven. Let's get back to the show. On this episode of the From Adversity to Abundance podcast, I got the opportunity to interview Matt Izzo of Matt Izzo Fitness. And man, talk about an inspirational episode. Super practical. Um, Matt lost 75 pounds three different times, but this third time he kept it off. He's kept it off for five years. And I've seen the before and after pictures on Twitter. And again, I mentioned this in the episode, but it's it's kind of like before and after pictures of a you know a remodel of a house or something where it's I mean it's just drastic the difference. Obviously, a ton of work has gone into that transformation. It's a reminder that progress is not always linear, you know. And we we so much of this episode is just so inspirational and practical. He talks a lot about energy and how it took him I think twenty five years. He said to kind of come to this, uh, you know, 25 years of growth went into this transformation. Uh, wasn't an overnight thing, but it has led Matt to quit his corporate job and get out of some, I guess, less healthy environments. And just his mindset is so positive and so inspirational. He mentions that his girlfriend lost a hundred pounds. So, you know, just this positive mentality and positive energy is contagious. And now he's focused on helping others and helping others kind of with their weight loss and fitness programs. And you can tell he's just a really genuine person and is focused on true success of others and and long-term growth, not some get slim quick, uh, you know, program that he's selling um, so I just really enjoyed this episode. It's very practical. We discovered each other on Twitter. I just, you know, want to thank Matt for taking the time to chat with me. And I know that, um, you are going to get a lot of value out of this one. Thanks. Inspiring stories of real people overcoming incredible odds to live life to the fullest. We are all guaranteed to face hardships. How will we handle the adversity? Join us to be moved by everyday people who have turned poverty into prosperity and weakness into wealth. Be inspired as these relatable heroes get vulnerable and former counterintelligence investigator Jamie Bateman puts his interviewing skills to the test. Restore your faith in humanity as you experience true Cinderella stories of average people 
turning surreal struggle and deep despair into booming businesses and financial fortune. Take ownership of the life you are destined to live and turn your adversity into abundance. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of From Adversity to Abundance podcast. I am your host, Jamie Bateman, and I am super excited today. I've got a special guest, Matt Izzo of Matt Izzo Fitness. Uh, Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Jamie. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk to you. Absolutely. I appreciate you taking the time. I know uh, you're a busy guy, um, and so uh, and, and your time is very valuable. So truth be told, we don't know each other very well. Um, Twitter and, and social media are interesting, uh, you know, add an interesting dynamic to, to life these days. And I came across your story, uh, on Twitter, um, and I was really inspired by it. So I reached out to you and, and here we are. So again, I, I thank you for coming on. Yeah, you're welcome. Happy to be here. So you, you just told me that you're down in Florida now. Um, why don't you fill in some uh, additional gaps for our listeners as to who you are today and what you have going on right now, and then we'll back up and get into your backstory. Yeah, sure. So like you said, I, I just moved to Florida in the last couple of months, out in South Florida now. It's great, sunny and warm awesome. every day. Uh, I had lived in New Jersey for my entire life up, up to that point, you know, and uh, right now I am running my own coaching business um, where I, I help people primarily with fat loss, but also other fitness and mindset related things. Um, you know, this is something that I've started in, in the last, uh, pretty much in the last year after I, I quit my uh, corporate job and decided to uh, venture out on my own. Uh, you know, I was, I, I had a long struggle with obesity and depression that, that took me probably 25 years to overcome that. Um, and then, you know, now that I have done that and I lost the weight, I've kept it off uh, for coming up on five years at the end of this month. You know, I feel like I've learned so much pretty much from the internet, right? And mm -hmm. this is, I'm pretty much self-taught all, all these things. So I've learned yeah. so much over the years from these people that, you know, I, I, I went through all this for, for a reason and for a purpose. So now I share what I can and I, I try to give back as much as I can to, to help others overcome some of the same struggles that, that I've overcome in my life. That's awesome. Yeah. I think this is going to be a really relatable podcast for a lot of people and very inspirational. Um, episode. So yeah, I mean, I mentioned before we hit record, I, I probably need to talk to you more so I can get a little more inspired myself uh, to get back into the, I'm into fitness, but not as much as I used to be. And uh, like, like we said, life has seasons, but um, yeah. So really interested to get into the, the, you know, the adversity that you dealt with. And, and of course we can take it where you want to go with that. Um, some people have, you know, a few months of where it was like really, really bad and two or three major life events in a negative way or challenges kind of occurred in, in that short period of time. I'm sure you do have episodes like that or time periods like that, but it sounds like you had a long stretch of struggles um, pertaining to, you know, uh, mindset and the physical, physical, uh, I guess, challenges that you dealt with. So Pick it up where you'd like to. I, I want to get you know dive into your backstory and and talk about the adversity that you've you've been through. 
Yeah, I, you know, it really started with with childhood, you know, and it, it's kind of hard to really put my finger on on what it was. But, you know, you, sometimes you just get into a negative sort of spiral, right? And, and things just kind of follow, right? If your energy is that way, that's what you attract into your life. And that's the sort of life and experience that you live. And, you know, from an early age, that was sort of my life and my experience. I ended up, you know, gaining weight. I, I was the, the fat kid in school back before, you know, most of the kids were the fat kid, right? Like, like now probably, <laughs> right. but, you know, you know, back then that was a really painful thing, you know, and I, I got made fun of a lot. I, I felt excluded a lot because of my weight, you know, when I would be, be made, made fun of for that. So it was always something that I really kind of fixated on as, you know, this was my, my biggest problem. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I would say that as I look back on it now with, with the, with the added benefit, the perspective of time and all my life experience mm -hmm. that, you know, I used to think I hated myself because I was fat. It turned mm -hmm. out that I hated myself and I was fat. Right. Mm -hmm. So through the years, I, I tried to, to lose the, the weight. I did it successfully on multiple occasions only to gain it back again. Um, but, you know, I never really addressed the underlying mental and emotional sorts of things that I needed to, right. In order to say that I've overcome this and I've really healed. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's the, the biggest takeaway from my journey is it's not just, Oh, I lost some weight. Right. It's really been more of a holistic transformation. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I lost weight. I, I live a healthy lifestyle now. You know, I, I do all kinds of crazy stuff with endurance sports and stuff like that. But right. you know, it's more—it's more than that. It's—it's it's a mental mm -hmm. and emotional transformation as well. Whereas now I'm a healthy person, and you know, I'm able to to maintain this lifestyle effortlessly because this is now who I am, and it's not just something I'm trying to do. Sure. Yeah. It's that's, there's so many ways we could go with this and uh, we're obviously not going to cover every aspect today that we could, but I, I did watch your, uh, your podcast with Zuby and that was really good. And you guys got into toward the end, how the mental and physical and spiritual aspects. And like you said, the holistic uh, approach is, is necessary. It's not, they're not separate. I mean, you can somewhat isolate them and talk about them independently, but they're really not they go hand in hand. So um, before we get to how you approach things, so you mind drilling down just slightly more on kind of the, maybe the pain that you were dealing with. And, and again, this isn't meant to be therapy or, or, or painful for you in any way, but just so that our listeners can understand. So you're saying for a while, you thought you hated yourself because you're fat, but then, and those are your words, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but you know, but it, you, you hated yourself and you were fat. So are you kind of saying that you may have been overweight because you hated yourself as well? Yeah. You know, and, and really what I've come to learn is that, you know, obesity is, is a symptom of these deeper underlying emotional sorts of problems, right? And like, it doesn't just happen in a vacuum. The inside reflects the outside and the outside reflects the inside. Right. So mm -hmm. that's really good. It's, it's really hard for me to just kind of pinpoint one or two specific things that happened. Right. You know, but I was sure. just, I was in a chronically negative state is, is how I would describe it. But yeah. what was really challenging is, is if you're in a chronically negative state, you don't necessarily realize you're in a chronically mm -hmm. negative state, you know, much in the way the, 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 the fish doesn't see the, you know, you know, water that it's in. Right. <laughs> if this is just how you experience life, you yeah. don't necessarily realize that, you know, this is different. You know, yeah. if you would have told me, 
you know, if you would have asked me what anxiety was in my mid twenties, I wouldn't have been able to tell you, let alone identify and say, Oh, I'm, I have chronic anxiety problems. Right. Because that sure. was just, that was just life as I knew it. That and, was you your know, default. Right. And yeah. And, and that was just how I experienced life, you know, and, sure. and I really never would have thought that a, a life that I'm living now, you know, with the sort of energy and, and the emotion that I feel on a day-to-day basis, I, I didn't even realize that something like that was possible for me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there, there was always a part of me for some reason that that was optimistic, right? You know, and, and I would say I was in a chronically negative state, but I always had some optimism about me and, and I always kind of knew that it would, it would work out, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I just, I stuck with it, you know, as best as I could, you know, there, there were certainly lots of adversity along the way, right? I, I lost the same 75 pounds three times, right? So, you know, I did it once in high school and then I ended up gaining all the weight back again, you know, and it's it's really demoralizing to, to put in all that work and put in all that effort and, and reach a goal, right? And then just have it just kind of slip through your fingers and vanish, you know, and it's, it's it, you feel a lot of shame and embarrassment when that happens, you know, because you're just, you're failing so publicly, people are, are seeing you and, and mm-hmm. seeing what you're going through. Right. So, yeah. you know, you know, these sorts of things are, 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 are tough to overcome. And, you know, it's, this is why it, it took me so long to, to sure. do it, but, you know, part of me just, just never gave up and, you know, always knew that there was a way out. I just needed to, to, to keep trying to do better every day, you know, putting one foot in front of the other, educate myself more, you know, just, just try to do more with, with what energy I had at the time. And, and, you know, that's, this is how I got to the place where I am now. Yeah, no, it's really good. I mean, it just, yeah, it sounds like you, you just got, um, like probably a lot of people can identify with you got on into a mental pattern of this is my default. This is who I am. This is my identity. Um, and for those who, you know, are listening or, you know, are going to watch this on YouTube, even go back and look at, at, at Matt's, you know, like your Twitter, Instagram. I mean, I've seen the before and after, and it's, it's like HGTV pictures, you know, people love that in real estate. It's like the the before and after pictures are amazing, but there's so much (laughs) work that went into that, that, you know, that's easy to gloss over. So I, I, uh, I just have a ton of respect for your transformation and, and, and this time keeping it off. I mean, it's, it's really incredible. Um, so Okay. So you lost the weight a couple of times, regained it a couple of times, and then, and then have kept it off for coming up on five years. You said, I believe, um, what's been the difference this time. So what I realized was I needed to make a plan, right? Because I, I I lost weight again in my mid twenties and I really educated myself a lot about fitness and nutrition. Right. And I, I taught myself all this stuff and I did it in a really intelligent way. And then I, I, I kind of realized, I thought then at least that, okay, my, my problems are solved, right? I have all this knowledge now. Um, and, you know, I didn't have this knowledge before, but now I know how to eat. I know what protein, fat, and carbohydrates are, all, all this stuff. And I'm like, great, I did it. My problem is solved. Well, knowledge is useless if you don't apply it, right? <laughs> so I, I had the knowledge, but I stopped applying it, you know, and I dealt with some some adversity, right, to, to keep in the theme of the show. Yeah. I had some, some, some more emotional trauma. I suffered an injury, you know, and, and next thing you know, I'm, I'm back being fat again. And, you know, it took me eight years to kind of get around to, to doing it again because, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an overwhelming proposition, you know, you know trying to lose a, a large amount of fat as I'm sure many people can, can relate to, right? Just the energy and time that it takes to do it is a lot. Um, mm-hmm. So I always knew that I could lose the weight. 
What I realized was I needed to formulate a plan to actually keep it off, right? Because I don't want to do all this work for mm-hmm. nothing and just have sure. it just go away again. So I, I figured out that if I just kind of kept doing the same things I was doing mm-hmm. while I lost the weight, right. if I just kept that up after, then it's going to be really hard for for me to gain weight again, if I'm tracking mm-hmm. my food intake, if I'm, you know, monitoring my, my calories, if I'm weighing myself every day, then how can I possibly gain weight back again? And, and even if I did gain a few pounds, well, if I can lose 75 pounds, I can <laughs> lose can five use, pounds. It's, yeah, it's going to sure. be a lot easier. Yeah. So, so I really committed myself to, to this being a, a lifelong plan and saying, all right, you know, if it takes me five or 10 minutes of effort a day, well, that's a lot better than being obese. Right. So I, I lost the weight and I just kept on with it. And then I kind of kept on with my self-improvement journey. And this is how I came to, you know, turn around my mental, my emotional and and Mm -hmm. my, you know, even connect with my, my spiritual side, which I wouldn't Mm -hmm. say I had any connection to. It was through, you know, just continuing my growth, my development, continuing to learn, continuing to experiment with different things. We'll say meditation and journaling and, you know, you know, all sorts of other things and, you know, exposing myself to to different ideas and different books, you know, that this is when I started to really make connections and start to understand how I worked, how other people worked. And then I started to grow mentally and emotionally, you know, and, and this is what has allowed me to, I would say, make a holistic transformation. Whereas now I don't have to do all these things. I don't have to closely monitor what I'm doing because this is now who I am. Mm. I have, I have in a sense rebuilt my self image to be the person that I am now. So when my subconscious mind takes over, when I stop being intentional, I still behave Mm-hmm. In, in, in alignment with who I am right now, yeah. not the way I used to be five, 10, right. 15 years ago. Have you read James Clear, Atomic Habits? I have not, but I've heard good things. Um, <laughs> I, I, I put you on the spot there, but uh, yeah. it, it's almost like you could co-write it, I think. Yeah. But um, just what you were saying about, I mean, he talks about that as far as, you know, I am a runner. This is who I am. This is my identity. It's not just what I do. It's who I am. So that's, it just kind of takes over the other thing that I thought I thought of as you were speaking was you said it takes a lot of time to do your exercise and and you know eat right and plan and everything mm-hmm. no doubt for sure but I imagine you're so much more productive in the other hours of your day that it's almost like who cares that it I mean you know yeah. that you you've gained in 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 the end I mean as far as yeah. energy and pr- productivity I would guess is that fair to say it's 100% fair to say you know and if i go back to to, to 2016 when I, I most recently started to lose weight again i, I had a number of, of things I, w- I guess i would say were problems with my life i, I was working at a, at a job that I, I really didn't like it was doing legal collections, right? Working with people who who were pretty low energy, negative people. Mm. And I worked there for a long time and I felt like I was trapped in in that environment. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and then there were some other things, but you know, what I I understood on some level was I only had so much energy. I only had so much time and attention and Mm -hmm. I needed to, you know, really focus, I guess, say obsessed about solving Mm -hmm. this one thing first. Mm -hmm. And that for me was losing the fat, right. And getting myself physically healthy. And then by doing that, right. And then that, that raised my energy, you know, it put me in a better state, you know, a couple of years later, I, I got another job, you know, someone actually reached out to me to hire me, you know, and, and, you know, that wouldn't have happened 
Mm-hmm. If, you know, and I wouldn't have been able to, to function at that new job, which required me to be, you know, a, a more capable, diligent mm-hmm. employee to, 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 you know, you know, you know, be a better manager. I wouldn't have been able to, to do that had mm-hmm. I not put in all that other work. Right. And, you know, you know, and, and, and built myself into something more than I was. Sure. So so it, it definitely helped make me more productive in, in all aspects of my life, you know, mm-hmm. you know business, personal, everything. Absolutely. So the first job you mentioned that you, that you quit, um, 2016, I think somewhere around there, um, financially, were you, you know, were you a millionaire at that point? You don't have to answer, but, but you, you, were you, you know, cause I think what happens is, cause I, I just, um, I worked part-time for the last seven years and I just finally resigned myself to focus on my own businesses. And, you know, there's always that struggle of, you know, when is it the right time? And it's, there's no one size fits all answer, but I'm just curious, was that more of cutting out negativity and then you could move on? It sounds like that's the case versus, oh, I've made it now. So I can kind of quit my job and do whatever I want. Yeah. I made a a very, I guess I would say sort of lateral career move, but it was in a completely different field. You know, the, the, the uh, collections field is not a great place to be in. And I think it's hard to find, happiness when you're doing something like that all day, every day. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I was able to, to, to move on to another job, um, you know, which, which I worked there for a couple of years and it was great. You know, I really expanded my, my horizons and my skill set. Um, you know, and I, I, I sense came around to leaving that job to, to start my own business. Mm-hmm. I guess what I would say is what I've learned along the way is that energy is more important than money. Mm-hmm. Um, because That's really good if you have energy, you can always make more money, right? You can always <laughs> grab a shovel and go out and dig, dig ditches or, or whatever. Right. Sure. But you know, money can't buy you more energy. Right. And you know, so, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm I, I, I understand that I'm always going to have the money that I need mm-hmm. to, to do the things that I need to do. Right. You know, right. like, you know, are, are, are there luxuries that, that I'd love to have, you know, sure. Right. I'd love to be driving a, 911 turbo instead of a Subaru. <laughs> right. But, but that's not money that I need, you know? Sure. Um, yeah. you know, so, so it's just about really believing in myself yeah. and, you know, you know, doing something that I think is making the world a better place, right. Is, mm-hmm. is adding value to the world because it's no way to live your life. If you're spending all day, every day doing something that's, that's not making the, the, the world a better place. Right. Mm-hmm. Then, then that's, that's not a recipe for, for anyone to live mm-hmm. uh, a happy or healthy lifestyle, no matter how much money you're making from it. Yeah, no, it's really, there's a lot of, I might have to re-listen to that. What you just, <laughs> the last five minutes, that was really good. Um, yeah. I, I just think, you know, entrepreneurship is, is such a sexy term and it's, you know, and I'm an entrepreneur and I love it. I love doing my own thing. Um, but I think that's just something everyone has to kind of decide for themselves as far as when they're ready. But in that process, I, I don't think it's, there's always something, a reason you shouldn't quit your job. There's always fear. There's always some kind of something holding you back. So, you know, in the end, I mean, you could get another job. I mean, <laughs> let's yeah. if, if your business fails or whatever. So I would... <laughs> Yeah. yeah if, if, if the money runs out, right, you, you, you just you <laughs> right. just get another job, and it looks like every place is hiring right now. So, yeah, I mean, exactly. It, it doesn't this seem like true. it'd be that challenging. Exactly. Awesome. So I'm going to fire off some questions here, um, and we'll we'll uh, see where it goes. What do people misunderstand about you? 
I think, you know, I, I post on, on my Twitter feed a lot of sort of unorthodox things that I do. Right. And I, I, th- I think people might think that, you know, like these are the, the secrets to, to my success. So I'll, I'll give you an example. I, I just bought some uh, toast spreaders. I saw this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was a it was a viral tweet. It ended up getting like over 500,000 impressions, which I, I was really kind of shocked by i figured it would get like five or six likes or whatever right <laughs> um you know and and you know i'm i'm training for an ironman race right now you know I'm, mm-hmm. I'm coming up on 40 years old i have really almost no athletic background so i'm looking for every little advantage that i can get and what sure. i find really great about ironman racing is that you know it requires me to be dialed in pretty much with everything nutrition recovery right because mm-hmm. it's just such a demanding thing to, to do every day for for nine months so I, I talk a lot about these unorthodox things that i might do you know th- th- these small things that i try I'm, I'm always experimenting right but but this isn't what got me to the point that I'm at now. This isn't what I have clients doing, right? You know, like, yeah. like these small things aren't the things that move the needle. If, if you're someone looking to make a change, you know, the, the entire kind of philosophy behind my approach is called boulders, not pebbles, right? If you're looking okay. to, to, to make a change in your life, you want to concern yourself with the boulders, the, the really big rocks and not worry mm-hmm. about the pebbles, the stuff like, like, like uh, toast spreaders or something like that, right? <laughs> right. You, you want to get out there and start to build healthy, habits that you can sustain that are going to make a difference in the long term. So while I talk about these things on my social media channels, people find them interesting. And I find them interesting too, right? This isn't what got me to where I am. And this isn't why I'm successful, right? Because the fundamentals, I think for anybody or any business, focusing on the fundamentals and really nailing those are what's going to lead for success in the long term. Definitely. That's really good. That's a really good answer. Um, on episode four of our podcast, I had uh, Matt for F O R E. He, he does Ironman. Uh, he's really into that stuff. So, um, the, the only experience I have with it is, is watching my sister years ago do, she did a Chesapeake man, which was, is an Ironman. I don't know if they still do it, but it's in Maryland on the Eastern shore. It's an Ironman distance triathlon. And it was delayed to two plus hours due to fog. And so that's already like, I'm already like, you know, how do you even, your timing and everything is all off, you know, but yeah, we went out to lunch. We went out to watch ladder 49. We went out to dinner, you know, and she's doing this thing the whole time. It was like 17 hours. Um, just, I've, I just don't even know where to begin, but, um, no, that's, that's really good. So, yeah. So what your post may not be, it's, it's really you it's genuine, but it's not what people probably should focus on if they're trying to kind of start the, the change, uh, they should focus on fundamentals. Um, what's one of your biggest failures in life? You know, I don't really, I don't know that I really kind of frame things as failures. And, you know, okay. uh, I actually, I, I, I recorded a video about this yesterday. It's going to be, be, be coming out on my Twitter feed probably this week. You know, so for, you know, I, I, like I said, I lost 75 pounds twice only to gain the weight back again. And for years, this hung over my head as a failure, right? Because it, again, in, in some ways it was a failure. Um, you know, things are, are a failure from a certain perspective, right? But from a different sure. perspective, it's not a failure. But now when I look back on it, I'll say, okay, well, I, I lost weight in high school. I had no idea what I was doing. I basically starved myself and I did a lot of calisthenics, but 
I proved to myself that it was possible, right? Because yeah. before I did that, I didn't even know that I could do this, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, I failed. I gained the weight back again. And then again, mm-hmm. in my 20s, right? I did it again and I failed and I gained it back again, but I taught myself a lot, right? And I, I really built the foundation for my knowledge that I'm still using today in my business. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I can look back on these experiences now and I would say, well, these weren't failures at all. These were important stepping stones for me to become ultimately successful. So I, I think really anything that that you might see as a failure, right? It's only a failure from a given perspective, right? And sure. From a given point in time, because if you zoom out and you look at it from a different perspective, I think you'd find that it was, you know, you, you can take a, a, a different look at it because mm-hmm. in, in every one of my failures, and I've done a lot of journaling about, you know, these things and traumatic mm-hmm. events from the past, I've always been able to, to kind of reframe them from a different perspective. And, you know, the old silver lining from a dark cloud, I think you can always find something that, that you can take from that. Even, even if you're failing the same, the, 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 the same level for the hundredth time, right. There's still something you can learn from that and take away from that. Yeah. That's really good. Awesome. Uh, if you could have coffee with, I don't know if you drink coffee, but there's no calories in coffee. Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> if you could have coffee with any historical figure, who would you choose and why? That's a tough question. I think I would pick Theodore Roosevelt. Okay. Uh, he's been a really kind of influential figure in my life. And really these last couple of years, I read a uh, um, interesting or fascinating three-part trilogy about his life by, mm-hmm. I believe, Edmund Morris off the top of my head. Um, okay. But it, it, it was uh, it was like a 75-hour audio book if, if you take up all, all three of these kind of individually. And, you know, I just, if you just stop and think, right, how long would an audio book about your life be or, or my <laughs> life, right? It certainly wouldn't be 75 hours. Um, you know, and he's just somebody who, who really was able to, you know, reinvent himself so many times throughout his life. And, you know, just, just the, the breadth of his experience, he wasn't someone in that let a single role define him. You know, he was police commissioner in New York. He, he was president of the United States. He, he led the, the rough riders. He basically single-handedly won and, and he started and won the Spanish American war. He later wins a Nobel peace prize for avoiding a war, but, but, but you know, but between Russia and China, uh, he did exploring. He was a, a noted author and historian. So, you know, someone like that, you know, you, you don't, you don't really see that in figures today Mm-hmm. The most prominent figures, they really kind of drill down into one specific area, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah. but, you know, you know, he's somebody that I, I would love to have coffee with and talk to. And, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's interesting because I find that even by, by studying a historical figure, you can you can really almost sort of bring their energy into your life. So maybe you don't get to literally sit down with them and talk to them and have coffee with them. But mm-hmm. if you ever read um Think and Grow Rich mm-hmm. by Napoleon Hill. He in yeah. that book he talks about having a a, a sort of virtual, you know, system yep. of mentors, right? That that he would talk to, you know, and right is like a virtual mastermind, kind a of. virtual mastermind group, yeah. you know, with with yeah. historical figures in there. And I, I think you can definitely do something like that, even if you don't mm-hmm. have formal meetings with them, right? But just by by studying historical figures and reading about them, you can bring some of their energy into your life, and, mm-hmm. and you can definitely sort of build on their influence and gain some of their wisdom. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, speak about your business. What, what's a challenge that you're facing in, in your business right now? 
I think the challenge I face is, you know, is selling myself and selling what I'm doing because I I'm taking a different approach to fat loss from pretty much anybody else that, that you'll find. Right. So, you know, how, how, how well, because again, I'm not really promising a short-term result, right? I'm not saying you're going to drop 10 pounds in, in, in four weeks or or anything like that. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is, your go, you know, you will make a holistic transformation and you will, yes, you will get results in the short term, but they will be results that you can sustain and build upon. And I will give you the tools to make this a permanent change. Right. So, mm-hmm. so it's not, you know, it's, it, it, it's a different approach than most people are taking. It's not like something I can package in a PDF necessarily and say, well, mm-hmm. here, just, just follow these instructions because right. everyone's going to be different. So, but you know what? I'm working on it every day, right? I'm mm-hmm. connecting with more people. I'm getting better at, at uh, you know, at, at sharing my message and, mm-hmm. and, you know, you know, connecting with people and convincing them of that. So, you know, yeah. that's, I guess, the, the biggest challenge I'm facing. My, my end goal is to help over a million people lose weight. Um, you know, I'm still not, I'm still not exactly sure how I'm going to accomplish that, but, but that's okay. Right. You don't, you don't have to know step 38 when you're on step four. Right. So, so I I know if I just keep moving in, in, in the right direction, keep working with people, keep putting myself out there and positively influencing people that, that it'll work out. And, you know, if I keep making adjustments, I'll reach my goal the same as I I reach my fat loss goal and, and the other goals that I've reached in my life. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I've heard the analogy of the driving and fog. I spoke of fog earlier, but you know, you don't have you're not able to see the whole path, right? But if you drive yeah. 20 yards, you see the next 20 yards and and yeah. it kind of opens up for you. Um, You know, if if you're trying to do something that no one else has done before, then there's not going to be a roadmap for you to follow. Um, You know, you just kind of have to figure it out as you go. So do you take and you don't have to get into how you approach things with a with a client, but would you recommend, you know, someone who's trying to lose a lot of weight that they only focus on the the physical at that point? Or do you take like a multi-pronged approach uh, and they should also deal with the mental and, and spiritual all at the same time? Yeah, I think a multi-pronged uh, approach, you know, it, it's, it's important that you, you know, don't bite off more than you can chew, so to speak. Right. So, mm-hmm. so make sure that the things that you're doing really are, are moving the needle. I guess mm-hmm. one of the challenging things from what I did is I can look back at what I did really over, over, I guess I would say an eight year period um, of when I, I kind of started turning my life around. And if I, you know, if, if I, if I analyze how I did it, I don't think I did it the most efficiently, the mm-hmm. most efficient way possible. I, I didn't mm-hmm. really have the, the top down picture of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so as, as I kind of try to rebuild that and I'll say, okay, well, we can definitely make this more efficient doing the things that I did could have been done a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah. and, you know, with, with, uh, and a lot more intelligently. And I certainly took some, some, some missteps a- a- along the way. I think at mm-hmm. one point my, my fitness plan was, uh, you know, you know switching from uh, beer to liquor. Right. So, you know, um, <laughs> I, I may have been guilty of that one, yeah. uh, maybe, maybe even currently. <laughs> Yeah. And it, it kind of worked probably a little bit, but it certainly opened yeah. up a whole other host of problems. I, I yeah. wouldn't recommend it. Right. Yeah. So, so it hasn't necessarily been a linear progression from step one all, all the way to uh, where I am sure. now. Right. So, you know, I, 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 I think it's important that, you know, people, people really focus on their mental and emotional health is probably even more important than, mm-hmm. than the, the physical in, in a lot of ways, because at the end of the day, 
I've kind of come to understand that my physical form really isn't all that important. If, you know, if I'm healthy, if I'm able to do the things that I want to do, it's really more about what my emotional state is and how Mm -hmm. I'm feeling and, you know, how much energy I have. That's much more. I I was waiting for you to say energy because you've mentioned that three or four times. And that's, that's definitely a takeaway for me from this episode for sure is just keep going back to the energy. And I love that. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, that's, and it's, that's almost like what draws, you know, links the two, the mental and the physical, it seems like it's your, your energy, but I can tell you have a, you have a lot of energy. You have a lot of optimism. You have a, you're definitely a man on a mission and you're, you know, you're definitely moving forward and you're in a growth mindset. I mean, it fits perfectly with this, this podcast. It's, this isn't necessarily a rags to riches show. It's more about, you know, and it's more about just overcoming adversity and getting to an abundance mindset. Um, and that's, I mean, you're the the perfect guest for it. So, um, yeah. A- anything to add to that? Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, look, having an abundance mindset, I, I think it is challenging for, for me anyway. Right. And it's, it's something that it, it is hard. It, it's hard to do that. You can't mm-hmm. just if you if you don't have an abundance mindset, you can't just flip a switch and get one right. It's mm-hmm. something that's that's deeper than an intellectual understanding, right? So it's it's how do you you know how do you how do you you know on a, on a deep level have an abundance mindset and not just pay lip service to have an an abundance Mm -hmm. mindset. You know, I I actually just tweeted something earlier today that I think rap thing encapsulates it pretty well. It's that if you believe in yourself, if -hmm. you believe in your ability to, you know, overcome adversity, Mm -hmm. if you believe in your ability to adapt to whatever life throws at you, then there's not much to to worry about at that point, Mm -hmm. because, you know, everybody likes to to panic about, you know, how the world is changing, right? Mm -hmm go on to any news source or social media feed, you'll see all this stuff about inflation and Ukraine and pandemics and all these other things. Right. But when I stop and look around right now at my own life, what problems (laughs) do I have? I don't see a whole lot of problems. Right. You know, and, and and life is pretty good and I don't allow myself to get caught up in those things. I know that the world is going to change and what I want to do is be adaptable. And when it changes, I'll change along with it. And, And I know if I can do that, then there's really nothing for, for me to worry about. And I think that is kind of the cornerstone to the abundance mindset, because mm-hmm. if you don't think like that, if, if you're scared of the change, if you think things aren't going to work out well for you, well, that's where you start to get a scarcity mindset. And that's where you yeah. start to, you know, you know, become really risk averse and you start to, you know, you know, I, I, I guess gather the acorns for the winter, right? Because you <laughs> You don't, you're not optimistic about the future. So if you're optimistic sure. about the future and, and you on a deep level, believe in yourself, right. which, which happens through action, not through words, you, you, you believe in yourself by putting yourself out there and overcoming mm-hmm. things and doing it and proving it to yourself that you're worthy of the belief, then you have an abundance mindset <laughs> and, and, you know, yeah. these things will, will take care of themselves to a certain degree. Yeah. It's, I love it. I mean, it's awesome. I, that's for me. And again, we're not saying that you don't have any adversity or I don't have any adversity currently, or you never slip out of your abundance mindset, you know, but I made a, a switch around 2015, actually 2014, 2015, where I stopped watching the news. And again, I still pay attention to what's going on, but, but I, I was, you know, watching cable news and just like, it's, it's depressing and I have zero control over it. So mm-hmm. what's, you know, what's, what's the point. So then I did start to switch to, okay, um, what are my, who do I know that 
is on my team and, and what are my strengths and, and, and start taking action. And it's, um, I've experienced a similar thing where it's just, you know, it, it's so encouraging to be able to only focus on what you can control. And personally, I think people can control or influence more than they give themselves credit for. Um, and like, for example, I, you know, you may correct me if I'm wrong, but did, did your uh, girlfriend also lose a lot of weight? Yeah, she's lost about a hundred pounds and, you know, I, I definitely helped her along with that. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, you know, I would say I did it more by example than by mm -hmm. anything that I, 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 I said, right. You know, I, I think this is, this is key, right. For, for everyone is mm -hmm. talk is cheap. No one's going to listen to to your advice, right? right. You know, lead by example and show people sure. that the way you're doing it is better and some of them are, are, are going to follow and some of them, you know, will start to, to sort of embrace what, what you're doing. You know, it's interesting because at, at her job, before we moved, you know, she was doing that, that challenge 75 hard, right. Which a lot mm -hmm. of people do to, you know, mm -hmm. you know, lose weight and yep. a bunch of her coworkers started doing it. Right. And they saw her walking at lunch and, and, and how happy she was and how good she looked. And, you know, they mm -hmm. started saying, Oh, okay. She, she must know, you know, you know, know what she's doing. Right. So mm -hmm. um, I, I think it's up to us. You talked about cutting out the, the mainstream media. <laughs> I think that's a great thing for everyone to do. Yeah. Um, I, I talk a lot about the importance of, you know, really auditing your social media feed, mm -hmm. making sure the people that you're tuned into are, are, are the yeah. influences that you want to be tuned yeah. into, you know, oh, exactly. And, and, that's, and that's awesome. really important. So if the people in your life aren't like that, it's going to be problematic. You got to <laughs> right. kind of put the blinders on a bit and just, just block them out. And, yeah. you know, you know, social media is a very powerful tool. You can connect right. to other people who, who, who are aligned with you, who are like-minded. You can follow people who set a great example and you can use that as your kind of support group. If you can't find these people in, in the real yeah. world, I, I know I have a hard time finding them sometimes. So. <laughs> no, it's, I love it. I mean, that's, it, it really is about taking ownership taking control of even your social media feed, because that might sound like oh, no big deal, but social media is not bad or, or good. It's, it's very powerful. It can be right. And so yeah. just like the way I see money, I don't see money as bad or good. It's very powerful. It can be used in a, you know, good for good or for bad. And so that's, that's really important is controlling what you're exposed to online. I mean, that's, yeah. It's, it's it, technology amplifies. I, I think yes. the, the things that the, the things that are already there. So yes. you know, if, if you want to use it for bad, it's going to be that much more worse. Yeah. If you want to use it for good, well, it can be that much better. You know, because I, I've built out my Twitter, and I have you know, I hear from dozens of people every day who I'm inspiring, who I'm influencing, yeah. and that is so rewarding for me. That's more rewarding than any money. Right. And that's mm -hmm. not to say, yeah. well, money doesn't matter or whatever, you know, right. obviously I can't eat and, you know, pay my <laughs> rent with, with happy, you know, you know, you know, you know <laughs> messages from people. But at the same time, if I zoom out and look at the big picture, right. Like these people are making their, their families better, their communities better. Right. And mm -hmm. so, you know, the old butterfly effect, right. You know, you know, just yeah. by, by smiling at one person, you can, you can really help hundreds, if not thousands of other people just by, mm -hmm. by kind of spreading that positive message. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's very powerful. I love it. I mean, we definitely, the world needs more of that right now, for sure, coming out yeah, of definitely. the pandemic and everything. And there's a lot of hate online. And um, I just love the the message that you're bringing and the, you know, the passion that you're bringing to this and the energy you you have and um, so many things that, that I could go on and on about. So um, as we wrap up here, Matt, uh, 
let our listeners know how they can reach out to you online and, and um, add any final thoughts that you'd like to. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm on, you know, uh, Twitter's my, my prominent kind of social media um, at M A T T I Z Z O just, just at Matt Izzo. And, you know, my uh, DMS are always open. I'm happy to answer any questions or, or, or talk to anybody, you know, I am selling services, but again, that's not necessarily my only thing. So if it's a quick question, I'm happy to answer it. I'm happy to help you out, you know? Um, But what I would say is, you know, and obviously you don't need to hire me to be successful, right? You, I I, I did it without hiring me and, and, you Mm -hmm. know, you know, so, so this isn't something that anybody needs. You can figure it out on your own, but it took me 25 years, right? <laughs> so if, if, if you could tell me I could, I could have all the information and knowledge that I have now, we'll say 15 years ago, how yeah. much money would I pay for it? Well, I would have paid every dollar I had for it basically. Right. So, you know, yeah. you know, you know, it's, 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 it's really a process and, you know, you can figure it out yourself, but if you want to save some time and look into to coaching, if not even from me, right. You, you can, there's, there's, there's tons of great coaches out there. Um, it, it's really an interesting space because there's real people out there who have experience who are now selling their services and you can hire them and and you can get, you know, you know, real, real impact from people who are on social media that, that can, can help guide you and and help you down the path in in a way that really never existed before, Mm -hmm. because now there's a way for you to find these people and connect with them and get some sort of of verification, right? Because I'm out there posting the the receipts Mm -hmm. of what I'm doing every day. So you can see that I'm not just some fraud or some kind of charlatan, right? And there's other people like that too. So I think it's a powerful tool that everybody can use and, you know, can really help kind of make the world a better place if we kind of get away from the, you know, mainstream media sorts of like these big, -hmm. these big corporate influences that, that don't necessarily have making the world a better place, you know, as their core mission. Right. No, that's really good. So just very quickly. So what, what does a typical, if someone is interested in, in working with you, what does that look like? Yeah. So we would have a, you know, initial kind of assessment call and then I would, I I build a program, you know, you know, basically Mm -hmm. something that, that meets that individual's needs, right? Because Mm -hmm. it has to be, it has to be customized to that individual, what their situation is, what their physical situation is, what kinds of food they eat, right? What, what their, what their lifestyle is like, right? You know, so, so it's not just a cookie cutter thing. Mm -hmm. It's something that's customized and it starts and then you have to live your life and you have to make adjustments and see how it works because not everything you're, you're going to do is going to work out at first. So it's, it's mm-hmm. definitely a give and take process of making adjustments as you go and, you know, layering in new things, right? Once, mm-hmm. once certain behavior patterns, but become a habit, then, then finding other behaviors that, that can be added to that and just layering mm-hmm. habits one on top of the other, right? Sure. Like I talked a bit about some of the unorthodox things that I do. And if mm-hmm. you would have showed me my daily routine now, you know, six years ago, I would have said, you're crazy. There's no way I could do that. <laughs> But I didn't just wake up overnight and start doing it, right? I started by making simple changes on the important things. And I just kind of built on it from there, you know, and and seeing what worked, seeing what didn't work and and just, you know, you know, periodically making adjustments. And, you know, you know, that's the, that's the only way to do it. It's it's unrealistic to think that you're going to just wake up one day and become a new person and follow this crazy program and and do that, Mm -hmm. right? Maybe you can do that for eight or 12 or 16 weeks, but 
when you, your willpower gives in, when mm-hmm. your motivation goes away, yeah. what are you going to be left with? And you know, this is why so many people fail so often. And this is why I try to instill in my clients, hey, this is how you can be successful, not just for the short term, but for the long term and how you can mm-hmm. make this a permanent change and not just a temporary thing that you do for, for a while. And then you stop yeah. and you go back to what you were doing before. Yeah. You can tell, I can tell you're a genuine guy who really wants to help. And and that's the, like you said, a long-term uh, you have the long-term in mind and the best interest of the client I can tell, um, which in the end, hopefully comes back to you, uh, you know, financially and, and, and in other ways, but I know um, it will really quickly. So what's more important diet or exercise? Diet would be, would be more important, right? Because, yeah. you know, you know, so, so I actually, I started walking 10,000 steps every day. In, in, at the end of 2013, when my mother gave me a, a Fitbit for Christmas, and I ended up doing it every day for seven and a half years, um, wow. just because you know I, I kind of became d- determined on that. But it was another two and a half years until I really started losing weight. So I walked and, and all that stuff. But then once I kind of got the diet dialed down and I downloaded my fitness pal, started tracking mm-hmm. my, my food intake, restricting my calories. I was able mm-hmm. to lose 75 pounds in about nine months from that. Gotcha. So, and when I say diet, I don't, and I know you know this, yeah. but I, I don't mean going on a diet per se. I mean, your intake of food. Yeah. It's, um, it's about intake and it's about food choices, right? Both yeah. matter to, to a certain d- degree, obviously. Um, but you know, if, if I, I, exercise is great for everyone to be doing, sure. it's not something that people who are only trying to, to lose weight should do. It yeah. can be as simple as just going out and walking though. It doesn't have to be something yeah. that's straining or strenuous. If you don't yeah. want it to be, everyone should be exercising, but if you're trying to drop some pounds, diet is, is what you need to focus on for that. Yeah. That's really good. Awesome. Well, Matt, thank you very much. I know we went a little bit long and yeah. like I said, I know you are busy. I know you have a hard stop and uh, I really appreciate you coming on and um, sharing. There were so many knowledge bombs that you dropped really like um, this has been excellent. So I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Matt. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me, Jamie. I appreciate you. Absolutely. So, and to the listeners out there, we appreciate you as well. We want to thank you for spending your most valuable asset with us which is your time. Thanks everyone. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the from adversity to abundance podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts that helps others find the show. And we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode. Hey there, it's Jamie Bateman. Ever felt boxed in by life's challenges? Dive into my new book, From Adversity to Abundance, Inspiring Stories of Mental, Physical, and Financial Transformation, available now on Amazon. From a former bank robber's redemption to a young entrepreneur's victory over hurdles, these stories are not just inspiration. They're the roadmaps to your transformation. Whether for you or as a powerful gift to friends and family, especially those who might not tune into podcasts, this book is a beacon to a life of abundance. Ignite that inner fire and set your course to the life you've imagined. Purchase yours today on Amazon and light the path for someone you love.